channel, we will discuss Australian-Latin American bilateral relationships, and we will, dis- we will touch topics of entrepreneurship, personal development, and business growth. Today, we have an amazing guest. He is the founder, partner, and CEO of the First Star Group, Luis Parra. His business is a video game studio with offices in U.S., Australia, and Colombia, where he has achieved private investments in Silicon Valley and Latin America, as well as contracts with publishers such as EA, Killingo. Along with his efforts developing video games, he has been very involved in the growth and international position of the Latin American video game industry as a founder and organizer of missions to Silicon Valley, events such as the Prize for Women in the Video Game Industry in Colombia, educational diplomas in game design, and the most important work today, the Latin American Gathering at DCG. Thank you, Luis. Thank you, Christian, and thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for have, being here. Uh, it's been, it's been I've, been, I've been looking to some of your work, and it's really, really amazing. Thank but you. I don't know if you've seen some of our previous episodes. The first question I always ask to all my guests is, what do you drink for, co- for coffee? What do I drink for coffee? Yes. What do you mean, what, what do I drink? What's your favorite coffee? Um, I said medium roast in a type, but I don't have a, uh, from Colombia, there's tons of different kind of coffee, coffee areas. So, um, what is this? Tons of tons. Um, Finlandia is like a little town in the middle of Colombia. They have great coffee. I don't know if I answer yeah. this question. When you, when you have a <laughs> Colombian coffee, it just, you can't go it's wrong. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah you can't go it. wrong there. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about, um, you. Can you tell us what does your Press Star Group do and how the company start? Uh, yeah, so we are, Press Star Group is a network company, as you, as you described earlier. We're in, like a, in Latin America and the U.S. and now in Australia. Uh, we're focused on video games, but through video games, we work in different industries. So we've been working with government, uh, private corporations, other studios, uh, marketing agencies. Uh, all based on video games. So we use the games to teach, we use games to entertain, we use games for like uh, to raise money for cancer, per se. Uh, we did a game with a, with a known celebrity in Colombia to raise funds to, uh, for the fight against cancer. So that's what we do. Yeah, so that was the uh, Warrior... Warrior Children. Warrior Children with James Rodriguez. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's interested, there you go. That's yeah, yeah, you can download it from iOS and, and Google. Yeah, and so you pretty much use the company as a way to interact with customers. Yeah. And, yeah. And how did your journey start in Colombia and end up in Australia? Um, well, that's been a long journey. 
so now the company started because um, my life's dream was, was to create a video game studio. So I created it in Colombia, and the, the company has followed my path, my personal path. Then I went from Colombia to do my master's in San Francisco. Uh, so then uh, I did um, an accelerator program in San Francisco. I got to know like Silicon Valley and all that environment. Uh, I created the company with my partner in San Francisco through that uh, accelerator program. Then we did, uh, they, we got investment from there. We did uh, Dreamy Bananas, another of our games. This, that was like five years ago or something like that. Uh, from there, uh, Silicon Valley environment, it's, you need to be a certain kind of person to do that. Uh, we decided it wasn't for us. So uh, I left and we pivoted to do work for hire. So it kind of worked as a third party outsourcing studio for different companies for like to provide software for companies. Uh, we pivoted. And then I went back to Colombia, and then I came to Australia, you know, like to, to, to live pretty much and, and study, and I came with my wife. Um, and then we brought the company with us, and right now we're opening, like we're getting new clients here. So it's been my personal path, and the company has, has followed, and then we kind of planted flags everywhere I go. And it's very convenient to work with different clients. You know, we work locally here. Yeah. In the U.S., we're locally. In Latin America, we're locally with everybody, and we have people in every in every country. So, where do you have people at the moment? Uh, right now, we have in Colombia, and Mexico, the U.S. U.S. We're here, and I think right now, yeah, it's just the that's four countries that we have team. So you guys kind of spread around. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we're kind of you know what you call digital nomads. Yeah. So I mean, oh, our, yeah. our office is is our laptops. And pretty much all our work is in the cloud, and people just working like from where they are. So we're kind of very freedom is important to us. Mm. It's, it's important to me throughout my life. So that's kind of I put that into the company, into the culture of the company. Yeah. Oh, so you mentioned that the way you do your business um, to engage customers. With the growing need to engage customers, um, how are video games helping the marketing efforts of companies? Um, it's been it's been very interesting because you know like um, the main the main thing that the companies are struggling with right now with marketing is to how to grab your attention. Uh, video games they have and video and game design has a lot of strong tools to get to to engage users. So we're using that like let's say competition, uh, social status through like leadership stuff like that leaderboards. Sorry, uh, and those we we put those theories into products and or video games branded and that help companies get uh, data on users uh, engage users with their products and overall it's, it's much more powerful than a banner or or a poster mm. so i think it's a, it's a more active way to kind of acquire some customers and be more active with, with, the, with the audience yeah yeah it's it's, it's a very innovative uh, yeah it's, it's i think it's the best way to to get customers what do you think will be like one of those biggest projects that you have, like the biggest one? The biggest one, um, like our biggest video game, our own IP was Remy Bananas. That was the yeah. biggest on video games, and on other projects, we were, were working. There was one very very big on uh, fintech and gamification, educational financial finance education. So that's that's huge right now, and then so trying to teach a lot of people about finance with gamification, with with video games um, tools. It's, it's it's a big project that we're working on right now, 
it's in the it's in Latin America, and here in Australia we just did um, a, so, a VR software for a client that was used at the ECA. Ah, Brisbane, yeah. 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 So it was I don't know like fifty thousand people used that software. That was pretty big. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was it was an interesting very good experience. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So my question, I think, is you know you got countries like Japan mm-hmm. and the, well the US of course to be two of the major places for video games. Why did you pick Australia? And like, what does Australia really offer to businesses like yours? Or what kind of support have you gotten? Uh, I think Australia is um, it's a growing market, which uh, it's a growing market that allows us to, to, with our innovative and different ways of doing things, uh, we can provide a lot of a lot of uh, help, a lot of uh, software and products for the clients here. Uh, Australian government is helping to to like for the um, to improve the entrepreneurial ecosystem. You know, it's a lot of places you can go and do like uh, networking events, meet the people. Uh, people are very open to do business, so I think that's very good. Um, in being a, a growing market, there's a lot of opportunities that in the U.S. and Latin America are already overflown. So it's a lot of room to grow here. Do you think Latin America has a lot of? Mm. Uh, has it has it grown a lot in in video games? Uh, it has. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to grow there, and there's a lot of markets that here are new or newer. And Latin America are just, just very developed. And I mean, to do a software company here, uh, it's, uh, it's, very, it's, it's a very good place to be. Yeah. I think Australia has definitely shown its capabilities for IT companies. Yeah, it has, it has some, some big successes. I've seen, I've seen mm-hmm. several. It, but it has a lot, to, a, lot of, a lot of room to grow. Um, what kind of support have you gotten so far from the, from Australia? Um, like official support, we haven't um, through our clients. It's been let's say it's it's been a good journey. You know, we've been working with Australian clients for the past eight months, uh, so they're very open to working with us. That's very good because we were brand new to the country and to the city. Mm. So I'd say let's say the people have opened like they're um, have been trusting to us, and then we're working develop some uh, good work relationship with them. Uh, Brisbane has a lot of networking events and uh, a lot of uh, networking spaces for you to go and meet everybody. Everybody's very accessible, yeah. so that's great. Uh, we also have, um, with my wife, we have a startup, and with that startup, we went all the way to pitch to Brisbane Angels. So yeah, we, oh, we actually yeah. sat in the room with them and, and did the whole pitch. That was great. That was a, a great, uh, a great success for for our, our startup. But it's different than Prestor Group. Um, and it's called Indie Games, but yeah. So, for, so it's been a very welcome community. Oh, that's really. I think that's that's something that I've been I heard a lot from other entrepreneurs that I talk to is that they really they really like and they really appreciate how how Australia has welcomed them all in the industry. And yeah. I think it's just for for IT. It's it's really good. I think maybe when it comes to hardware. It can be a bit more difficult market because um, I know some of the people that I know are in hardware uh, struggle more than software companies. Do, do you think Australia will improve in the hardware? Um, I guess it depends on how the, te- the Internet of Things and all that industry moves. We are we, we cannot avoid hardware because we are on the we're, we're on the move, and then our, it's 
let's say when we do work with VR, like Oculus, or we have done like motion recognition software games, uh, it's hard to send devices to different places in the world. Yeah. So, and then, and every device is expensive. So if we don't have this, let's say an Oculus headset in three different countries, then it's hard for us to work. So we try to do software as much as possible and leave the hardware to the people that are actually on the ground doing it. It's kind of, it's different businesses, different um, experiences. I guess it's all about digitization at the moment. About what? Digitization. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all about that and, and that's just what everything is going. Mm. So in your experience, what are the differences between Colombia, US and Australia when it comes to starting your own business? Um, uh, so, uh, Latin America, Colombia, it's um, bureaucracy is crazy. It's yeah. very complicated. Uh, taxes and everything, like, it's, it's, it's tough. The U.S., Silicon Valley in special, they're very good at that because that's what they do all the time. They create and destroy companies every day, tons of them. Uh, everything there was very, very easy. Of course, that's dangerous because you don't actually learn what it takes to be a good uh, business person. That's, that was my take on that. It's, yeah. it's, it's just unreal when you, when you do things there. Uh, Australia has been, let's say, in the middle. I think they open, they're open for like, people to come here and create uh, value, which is good. Uh, we are writing that process right now, so um, our experience so far has been good. We have to go through a lot of, I know bureaucracy is uh, it's a thing here too. I don't know if it's as much as in Colombia. We are about to find out in the next few months. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, because you've only been here 10 months, Yeah, right? 10 months. Yeah. Still fresh. <laughs> still, yeah, still, still fresh. It's been, it's been crazy 10 months. Mm, Interesting. I would imagine. <laughs> it's been pretty hectic. Yeah. But what are some of the bad experiences that you had in, in the U.S.? Uh, I wouldn't say bad. I would say as culture. You know, yeah. like um, you as a uh, the personality of the entrepreneur, of the business person, has a lot to do with where you do business, the kind of people you do business with. So uh, my experience in Silicon Valley was that what I was taught in the program that I did and everything was how to raise money. And you get good at it, so people start to give you money. But that's a risk because you're, you're not being told how to manage the money. Mm. And then when it's free money, or sort of free money, then you're not very careful. That was when I didn't have a lot of experience back then. So I did lose some money there on the investment. It wasn't lost. I mean, the product was done, but it wasn't. I mean, the business, the project didn't turn out as we expected to, as in business usually happens. Yeah. So that's very tough when you, when you lose money that is not yours. That's very tough on your, on your mind. Uh, Silicon Valley culture is not like the way I'm built or the way I like to do things. I, wasn't, I didn't agree on a lot of things that were done there. So I decided, and I, I decided that for me to become a real, a real CEO, I needed to go and build a company, a real company with customers. Silicon Valley customers at the, uh, at the end, you know, you can raise millions and not have any customers. That's different. Uh, so, on that sense, for it wasn't for us, it wasn't for me. So, that's, yeah. that's the I reason. think, like, after that, uh, my next question comes because, you know, as Latin Americans, especially in the US, we faced a lot of discrimination. Um, I think, I mean, discrimination happens everywhere, but I think in Australia, being a social multicultural country, there's a little bit less of discrimination compared to the U.S. And so, for what are the differences for Latin American entrepreneurs in U.S. and in Australia? Um, um, so, okay, so, in California, I didn't get any discriminations because that, uh, Silicon Valley is built on people from everywhere. Yeah. 
um, Miami, some, New York, a lot. So I have had clients tell me that why am I so expensive when they can hire someone in the U.S.? So they expect Latin America to be like dirt cheap. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty messed up. And then I tell them, all right, you can hire someone there. Um, so in the States, it's been location-wise. Um, in Australia, we've had really good experiences with some people and with others, we have also faced some disrespect. You can see it. It's not in your face, but you can see when yeah. people are disrespectful to you. So, I mean, it's also when you come here, you're new, you're a, competition, you're a competitor to them. So I guess I understand it. It's not easy, but I understand when it's happened. And then we do come with an advantage of we have a team in Latin America that is cheaper. We know the language. And for, for an Australian person that doesn't know um, the language, it's hard. So mm -hmm. we have a competitive advantage. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think you, you made an interesting point there that it's, yeah, it is true. Um, you're, you're definitely new to the market and you're going to face, you're going you're gonna to be the new face in the, the new kid in the block. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And uh, when it's the new kid in the block, you always kind of, kind of try to get picked on. So that they don't, they don't want you to grow, maybe in, that, in case you're competition. But I think that's why it always takes an entrepreneur to do top scheme. Oh, yeah. to, <laughs> you're right. To rub it off <laughs> and keep going. Um, I, have a, I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs and, and you know, you, you cannot let it take it personal. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's a huge challenge. <laughs> 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 but it, it is, it is true. You have to have thick skin and you have to just kind of, it's like, I don't know, I heard this quote that being an entrepreneur is like being a gladiator. So the longer you are in it, the more likely you are, you are to fail. Yeah. Because it, it, it oh, is well. very tough. I think it was like Tony Robbins. I said that, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I'm listening to that. No, but um, no, I, I love Tony Robbins as well. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it is it is tough, and the, I think the tougher part is that you're not. I mean, I spent 25 years of my life going to school, and not being told how to do a business. Yeah. So I started running a business and leading people without any knowledge, just kind of doing it. So how how have you learned now? Uh, well, tons, but, but through myself, like reading, um, like conferences and stuff, like self-education, that's kind of how I've been learning. And just with the, I don't know, with, with, with the years, the experience, you know, yeah. they're actually doing it. Because you study um, game design, right, yeah. in Colombia? In Colombia, I did graphic design, and in um, San Francisco, I did game design. Game design, that's yeah. right. So it's, you kind of like be a self-taught leader. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> that. That's where best leaders come from. Well, I don't know. You can. You should ask my team. Yeah. <laughs> See what they say. <laughs> I, I, I actually believe that that's the best way to to kind of lead you. To kind of see because every company is different. Yeah. Uh, my company is completely different, and they will lead us through different maybe strategies that they will lead other type of companies. So I think you kind of have to learn. And there's nobody better than the, the, the guy who created the company to know yeah. how to do it. Yeah, that's true. And then that's, that's kind of the culture you, you put into your companies, a lot of what you do. And yeah. yeah. So my next question is, I love Brisbane. Yeah, me but, too. you know, Sydney being such a massive city where everything is happening and going on, uh, and Melbourne being somewhere next to that, why did you pick Brisbane and not Sydney or Melbourne? Uh, I think the main reason was quality of life. Uh, from Bogota, where we're from, it's a hectic city. So we wanted oh, yeah. like a very more, uh, a more relaxed city. We still wanted like the perks of a big city, which Brisbane has. 
Uh, we didn't pick it on a business decision. We picked it on a lifestyle decision. And when we got here, we realized that it's a really good place to start uh, to get into the market. You know, it's, just, it's big enough that it's, there is clients, but it's not that big that, that it's really complicated to get in. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what we picked it here. And the weather. And the weather. <laughs> best winter ever. Because yeah. <laughs> in Bogota, you get, it's just cold all the time. It's cold and rainy. Yeah, it's cold <laughs> and rainy all the time. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, well, in Bogota, the population, Bogota is like 11 million. I think it's, I don't know, between 10, 9, and 11. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it gets so hectic. And, and I think that's some of the things that you see when you go to Sydney. It, it might not be 11, but it's just so busy and so cramped. Uh, uh, I don't know, as a lifestyle, and as you say, you've been a no, like a tech nomad. I actually, I heard about that in the morning when, <laughs> I, was in, when I woke up. That you're able to pretty much live whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I actually, well, in the past years, I've done like 40 days in in, in Asia, 40 days in Europe, um, 18 months in Latin America, like straight travel. And then we were able to just move here. I mean, our clients, they trust us enough that they're like, yeah, I trust that you will like get back to me no matter where you are, no matter your time zone. Because yeah. time zone here is a, is a thing. When you work with Latin America, it's 15 hours, so it's complicated. Uh, but yeah, luckily we have clients that, that like us enough, that they, they, they keep hiring us, whatever we are. Oh, well, that's, that actually sounds like a dream. You're able to it's work whenever you want, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and that's like, I think that's one of the advantages of, of that, um, that type of work, that you're able to just pretty much pick where do I want to be next. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it, you forget sometimes, but it's uh, it's a it's a luxury and it's something that we don't take for granted. Sometimes we have to like re remember the like it takes a lot of time to develop that and the trust with the clients. Uh, Colombia, for example, people like to be face to face in Colombia, so that's complicated. But when you gain the trust of the clients, then that's that's easier. Uh, in the U.S. and here, people are more like more relaxed and they're they're. they're they they are okay to doing things online more, but yeah, it takes. Uh, well, it's been ten years creating this, this lifestyle. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's. You've been there. You've been done for a while. You, yeah, it's gone for a while. Yeah. All the gray hairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I saw I saw one of your old videos and you had long hair before. Yeah, it's been a yeah. It's a it it gets me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, actually, I would like to take this opportunity. Um, just for our, our audience, um, the moment uh, we are a non-for-profit organization in our life, and we always welcome any type of sponsorship that comes to our channel. This is to keep our channel keep going, and just to be able to give you guys some of these uh, amazing uh, guests to talk about their experiences and their life. Uh, but yeah, so just to move on. Um, there's a lot of Latin Americans in Australia. Yeah, there's so many. Actually, uh, in Brisbane. Colombia is the third biggest uh, amount of immigrants that wow. comes in, in Brisbane because uh, China, India, and Colombia. More than Brazil? Um, apparently, more than Brazil. Wow. Um, I interviewed um, the deputy mayor uh, mm. a couple months back, and that was the information she gave me. And wow. I, was, I was shocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and But there's just so many Colombian Brazilians as yeah. well. Um, what advice would you give? Latin Americans that want to start a business in Australia, how could they get started? Um, I think um, it's just learn. I mean, don't don't come here and expect to just be Colombians. I mean, com 
come here and, and, and take the, the Australian culture, enjoy it, go and experience it. And so our first client was that. I mean, we, we got here and we had this portfolio with all our, our, the best, our best work technically, right? But it wasn't Australian. It didn't relate to them. So our first client, we got it doing a prototype of a cricket game. And yeah. he was like, yeah, you know, cricket. So, and then he bought that game from us. And then we did AFL and then we've done like other stuff. But it was two talking the same cultural language as, as the Australian people. And then embrace it. And then, you know, like go and do, like immerse in the culture because that's the only way you're going to relate. And then we like it a lot. I mean, we already ate uh, kangaroo and then barbecues. <laughs> and then we went to, to the Gaba to you watch like the lions. Kangaroo? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> uh, we're Lions fans right now. So, I mean, <laughs> well, we live next to the Gaba. So we, we uh, get to see all, 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 the, all, the, all the games. Yeah. We went to the stadium. I mean, it's, 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 well, if you're here, I mean, you, it's because you like it, not just the lifestyle, but the culture yeah. too. So that's but you have to immerse yourself in, with the culture. Yeah, that would be my best advice if you want to uh, start a business and have Australian clients. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's definitely because I think a lot of the people have difficulties. I think the two most difficult things that they have here, one is raising funds. Yeah. And the second one is getting clients, which yeah. is pretty much the, the most important <laughs> yeah. part of a business. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, just, just, just become, just become one with the culture. Yeah, so I think if you want to get customers, you have to try to like, I think they said um, you have to mimic the culture and and try to become one of them. So it's pretty easy to approach those those customers. Yeah, and then well, you're you're here, you're living here. So I mean, just. If you call, you go to a place, then I mean, the, the 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 thing you have to do is just be part of that place. There's, there's no point in going to a place and just, just don't be part of the keep being like outside. Yeah, if it doesn't work. Just then don't come. Just kind of like take the, the our approach to doing things. Yeah, and, and actually, that's a good way to practice English as well. It is Australian English is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you came from the American English. Yeah, and I thought I knew English. <laughs> 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 I got here and then I was like, wow. <laughs> Have you learned to say good day, mate? Ah, uh, no, no, I, I, I can't say mate. It's just, it's not in me, not, not, not yet, at least. But, but I, I do. I'm, I'm getting better at, at, at the words that, that, that I was having trouble communicating. But it was because just the pronunciation. So yeah. I've just been practicing, getting better. <laughs> yeah. So then that's there you go. That's another, another positive there. Um, what kind of activities would you recommend an entrepreneur to invest their time in? Uh, networking events. There is a lot in Brisbane for free. There's a lot paid and there's a lot for free. Uh, so then we try to go to at least one a week. Um, I don't, me, I, I, I just read. I try to read a lot. Um, just learn, learn all you can. That's kind of what I try to do, learn. Uh, go to, to events. Um, I don't know, kind of, can you repeat the question? No, just what, where will you invest your time? Oh, sorry, yeah, but off track. Um, I'm just gonna, uh, I would say, building your company, uh, not in the company, on the company, you know, like in a more general way, like where's the company going, how are you gonna, like, learn to be an actual businessman, you know, don't be an employee of your company, which is super yeah. hard. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's super hard. But I mean, when you, when you manage to do that, then you can actually take your company to the next level. Uh, so I think that would be, that would be it. And just get, get out, out there and try to meet as many people as you can. Now you mentioned the, the networking event. There's just absolutely so many networking events going on in, uh, in Australia, in, especially in Brisbane. Um, 
we have many different Latin, like especially Latin American organization. We have like four, five different Latin American organizations that mm-hmm. constantly do events. Yeah. Uh, we in Alive, we we have for example, we have a workshop um, just for improving your your public speaking on That's the twenty fourth of September. Amazing, amazing workshop. Uh, definitely gonna be attending that one. And we have the TIQ event going on in October. So that's and, and, and that's just us. Like there's so many different ones and I know Fish Burners does some yeah. University Labs. Yeah, we're going there. Oh you guys Yeah, yeah after after this. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just there's just so much stuff going on and networking is definitely something that people need to take as a priority. It here is the thing. I am a shy person. So when I go to an event, it's not like I go and talk to everybody. So Joanna, my wife, she's more the the person that they speak to us. But I'm not that. But what I do is I put myself in the in the location to where people around me are gonna be the ones that I want to talk. So eventually eventually I bump up to them or something happens and I end up talking to people. So even though I, I'm I'm a shy person, I just go there and sometimes I don't talk to anyone. So, but sometimes we talk to a lot of people. But just be in the place. I mean our first client we got it through a new a networking event. Oh really? And yeah and through me doing a pitch at RCL actually. Yeah, but it was like they said, who wants to do it, who wants to go first? I don't know why, but I think they, they, they asked me, and I was like, yeah, all right, let's do it, I'll do it. And through that, we got our first um, our first client, and actually it was through a, a Mexican woman. That she, she has an Australian boss, and she came out to talk to us, and she gave me the card of, his, of her boss. And I emailed that guy, and now he's like our client. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice, that's definitely... Yeah. Definitely a good way to, to get clients there. I, we couldn't have planned that. I mean, <laughs> you cannot repeat that. That is unrepeatable. Just kind of go there and just put yourself there. That's it. But you know what? It's because they, they start seeing your face so often that they, even if you don't talk to them until like the fifth time, yeah. they would have recognized you. You've been a familiar face. Yeah. You're like, I seen you, haven't talked to you, but I seen you before. Yeah. So it's a bit easier to, to kind of start a conversation with those people. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's totally true. Some people don't like to do, don't like to go because they think, oh, it's not for me, or, or I feel awkward, stuff like that. But I'd say just go. Mm. Worst case scenario, you don't talk to anybody, and then you you eat something and, and, and drink a beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there's no there's no way you lose. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no downside. <laughs> there's no downside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little bit of your digging, and through what you've been <laughs> doing before. And I noticed you have a YouTube channel called Entrepreneurs Without Limits, yeah. or in Spanish, Emprendedores Sin Limites. And I just wanted to know, what's your motivation behind the channel? And what was one of the most asked questions that you received from the channel? Uh, that's quite a digging. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started the channel when I first moved to San Francisco. Um, I realized, what well, that was like almost eight years ago. And I realized that in Colombia, we were not getting the latest information on what was going on in our industry. Like, if something important happened, let's say, in, in video games, the information got to Colombia like six months to a year later. I don't know. I, mean, I didn't understand why at the moment, um, because to the internet and everything. But it was just because uh, there is a, there is no like a. It wasn't like there wasn't a bridge between what was going on in the ground in, in San Francisco in like Palo Alto, all those places in the ground and Colombia. So they, the information will only travel when people will travel there to, to, to events or conference and go went back to Colombia. And then you have to be friends with those persons, with those people. So that was even harder. So that was the first um, motivation. The second was that 
I will, I've been, uh, I read a lot about like su successful entrepreneurs and known like, like um, I forgot this guy from Virgin Group, uh, um, Branson. Yeah, Richard Branson. So I read like I read uh, biography from people like him, and I was like, everybody gets to tell their story when they succeed, right? When they made their exit or tons of money, and they have they like they don't have like the struggles of a young entrepreneur. Yes. So I was like, I want to tell the story from when I'm in the middle. I don't know if I'm gonna make it, right? But I just want to share what I think while I'm doing it. Because I, I thought what I believed as a more valuable experience. Because, I mean, it's not what you, uh, what you learn when you win. Mm -hmm. I don't know what win is, but when you like make an exit or, or um, a huge product. But because tons of people, the majority of people will fail. That's just the way, oh. the way business well, is. Most businesses do. Fail. Yeah. Especially entrepreneurs have such a tough um, sort of, uh, road to be able to in their stuff and and definitely that that will help people realize as well because it's not just learning the things that you should do it's as well learning the things that you shouldn't do yeah yeah and then and it's problems are going to happen like sometimes daily sometimes by the hour and if you're not up to it you will not be able to succeed uh so yeah the, i wanted to tell my story from that point of view i just kind of uh, i felt that i was learning so much but i was that, that i wanted just to share it yeah. uh, a lot of people just ask how do how to get started? That's kind of the most common question. People, how to get started, and or how do I how do I did it? How, do I, how did I do it? And my thing was that I didn't plan for it. I when I was young, I decided I wanted to do video games, and I decided that I didn't want to work for anybody. That's my two decisions when I was young, mm -hmm. and and that kind of guided me. So I had opportunities where I could work for companies, and I always said no, even though I didn't have the money, because that's what I believed, and that I put everything on the line. For my, for the way I wanted to live life. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's definitely that's definitely really good to, to think about. You know what what you want in your life. Yeah. What kind of what kind of career or, or, or business mm -hmm. you want to run. And I think as as a takeaway from this uh, interview today, I think there's two major points. I mean, as, as one of them, I think would be definitely network. Yeah. Network. It's very important. And, and I, as you bring us your story, you know. A good way to, to get clients, uh, you know, meet possible friends or maybe business partners. Yep. Um, and just be clear of, of what you want in in your in your career or in your business. With be clear if you want to be an employee or you want to run it. Because if yeah. you don't want to run it, I think that's when you have to think who's gonna be who should be the leader of my business. Yeah. Yeah, because totally I think yeah. that's something that other people do. They yeah. decided to be like, I don't want to run my business, but I do want to be part of it. Yeah. And then they act, that's when they get someone else to, to have more experience in running it. And then they just want to actually be creating yeah. what, the, what the business has to offer. Yeah. And I would say, get to know yourself, you know. I mean, a lot of people go into being an entrepreneur because it's the, the fashionable thing to do. Yeah. And it's supposed to be sexy, where it's not at all. <laughs> uh, so I would say get to know yourself. You know, like I know that I'm not the best person to take the company to a certain stage because of the way I am and what I like to do. Um, I know what I'm good at or I get to know what I'm good at. And then if you know yourself and you can act according to your personality and what you want to be and what you're learning to do, then that's going to be the best. And always learn. I would say just keep learning all the time. I think there's a, there's a saying that you, you have never learned enough. Yeah. The more you learn, the more you know you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, exactly. No. Uh, thank you, Luis, for, for being with us on this episode. It's been a very insightful and knowledgeable 
uh, episode. Um, and do you have any last things to say? I uh, know. Thank you very much for for having me. And uh, no, I think you, you, you summed it up. Uh, just if uh, what, what would I say? I don't. I wouldn't tell people just go and do it. I would say be I mean, know if you if you're up to it and know if you're doing it for the right reason. That's gonna do. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, just know that the toughest thing is gonna be in, on your mind. If you're not like super uh, thick skin and then you cannot survive with problems, pretty much on a daily basis and I would advise against it. But if you can, then you'll be a great entrepreneur and do it. Yes, yeah. awesome. All right, well, thank you very much for, for being with us today. Um, and well, um, to everyone who listened to us, um, thank you for listening, and I hope you guys um, get good knowledge and good insight of, of some of the insights from Luis from the, the Press Start group. Um, my name is Christian Campo, and this is a Coffee catch up. See you guys next time. Thank you.